from west to east and kingdom to kingdom, you're listening to the Diz Unplugged Connecting with Walt podcast. Connecting with Walt is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello and welcome to this special Independence Day 2019 episode of the Diz Unplugged Connecting with Walt podcast. I am your host and Diz historian Michael Bowling, and I am joined by my co-host, producer, and good friend, Craig Williams. Craig, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you, Michael? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you. So, Craig, why are we having not a... Folks will probably notice I didn't give this an episode number. This is a special bonus episode for the Independence Day holiday, which for our international listeners, July 4th, this Thursday, is when the United States celebrates its Independence Day when we decided to cease becoming a colony Yes, from Britain. And to forge our own path, and which then led to a rather bloody revolutionary war that we won. So, anyway. <laughs> Not that we have to get into those details <laughs> no. with this, but it is No, but, but, but some of what we're going to talk about sort of does. Yes. But, but July 4th is considered the day the um, Continental Congress actually signed and wrote um, – and announced the Declaration of Independence. When you go through history, you'll, you know, when you read the historic facts, you realize, you know, it could have been July 1st, it, it could have been other days, but this is the official day that the Founding Fathers felt yes. it should be uh, acknowledged. So, anyway, so, so, Craig, why is this a bonus episode and not a regular episode? Well, we just have uh, a little bit of... Uh, craziness going on this week and obviously uh july 4th it was actually yesterday in terms of when it's being released so uh it's a little bit on the late side as well too there to actually uh to get you in the mood for the holiday but at the same time we wanted to share uh some of the 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 movies and such that we enjoy watching right around the independence day uh holiday so whether it's mm -hmm. leading up to independence day or even even afterwards if you're still in that uh that great american spirit and you want to continue uh watching movies that that help uh help make that spirit thrive even more then uh, we've, we've got some fun ones here so and it's yeah. uh, just going to be a little bit different because we're not going to we're not going in depth with them like we normally do on like the treasures from the disney vault episode it's just really uh us, us sharing what we like and maybe uh it'll pass on to you as well yeah and uh, yeah and we're doing this too because you know uh, because of the holiday week we're traveling um there's other things going on in our lives right now, you know, personally, and all that where we um, – plus Craig has, is doing a lot of work mm -hmm, for the mm -hmm. Diz. So we just have a lot of things going on. So we didn't want to just take the week off. We wanted to give you something to listen to over this long holiday weekend because we realized a lot of folks – not everybody, but a lot of folks are taking Friday the 5th off. So we wanted to give you something to listen to. And it, it means that you have a whole weekend to listen to these – to watch the films. Mm -hmm. um, this doesn't mean that maybe next year 
we may do a um, Treasures from a Disney Vault version. A lot of people have asked us to, to you know, if we program Treasures from the Disney Vault, what would it be? That has This is sort of the start of that concept for us. Uh, stay tuned in future episodes. We might have other themes like um, what we, if we were programming, like, summer Disney films to watch. This would be our recommendations or fall films or Christmas films. Um, Just keep an eye out or ear out for those episodes. So this is sort of, we're testing the water here to see what you think. So, um, so anyway, so this is what Craig and I've come up with. And, and I, a lot of these or almost all of these, I will be watching over the holiday. And I've seen just about all of these too. So, you know, as, as of course, traditionally, we have to kick it off. Oh, we're not going to go in, like Craig said, details. We're just going to say why we, mm-hmm. we are watching these. Uh, we have to kick it off with a, a short, a cartoon short, just like Chisholm and Disney Vault does. And, like, you know, we always look forward to that cartoon short before a Disney or Pixar film. And uh, so we're going to start out with Ben and Me. This is a 1953 20-minute cartoon short set in a Revolutionary War. What you what you get out of this is that all of Benjamin Franklin's um, wonderful, amazing contributions to history in our country uh, were all thanks to Amos, the little church mouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, without this story, uh, without this short, we would have never known that. And that's, that is a national tragedy in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, one of the one of the things that I hope we hope you do when you watch when you look at all these films, look at all the credits because Craig and I, over the years here, we 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 try to tell you the names of the people who made all of the films we've talked about. A lot of the folks were involved in like the creation of the parks and all that. Watch these credits because after a while, I don't know if this is true with you, Craig. After a while, you watch these credits; they seem like friends old yeah. friends when you see these names and you think oh i know hamilton lusk he did this and he did this and i remember when when craig and michael said hamilton said this did walt and you know stuff yeah. like that so so definitely watch the credits because i think it'll mean these films will mean that much more to you because you'll remember stories we've shared with you about all these folks exactly so, so. and I, I just love this one um with sterling holloway doing the voice for Amos and kind of narrating it through. So it's, uh, and if you don't know who Sterling Holloway is, it's, uh, it's of course the voice of Winnie the Pooh as long as well as however many other characters in the Disney realm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Could you separate out Amos from Winnie the Pooh? No. When you were watching this? No, no, no it was really hard. <laughs> no, so. but it's, you know, it, it's still, that that's part of the the fun of watching a lot of Disney movies and Disney animation because you st- you do start to pull together the voice and like oh yeah and it's even though they're different characters they do sound the exact same so mm-hmm. I like it <laughs> yeah I do too I do too I think I've grown in my appreciation of this film in the beginning when I first saw it I was a little appalled yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a mouse did all this I thought this is a little disrespectful to Benjamin Franklin but you know it, it's still it's well animated it's a cute story and um, there's some there's some good humor in it yeah. so so yeah definitely worth watching so start that one out and that that's readily available it was in one of the um, 
I think Disney rarities mm-hmm. tin uh, of the Disney treasures tin, and then also uh, Disney put out a Disney Generations series of DVDs years ago, and this was one of those as well. Oh. Um, okay, the next one, Craig. I think both for you and me, this is absolutely one of our favorites. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, and that's Johnny Tremaine from 1957, also set in the Revolutionary War. Why is this one of your favorites? You know, I think a lot of the reasons why I like Johnny Tremaine is, for me, being a a Walt Disney World brat, it kind of just has – it kind of brings me into the parks, when when I watch this, you know, when you're when you're in Liberty Square, even uh, even in that like kind of uh, th- that transition between Frontierland and Liberty Square, it just kind of this movie is like a version of that. So it makes me think like, okay, well, when they were designing Liberty Square, they already had actual they they had done this before technically in a way with johnny tremaine and mm-hmm. and it was kind of like i i felt like it gets so much uh it, so much influence liberty square gets so much influence from johnny tremaine and and i i just i'm kind of a, a huge fan of anything that happens in this revolutionary time period so it's it's not the uh, it's not the heaviest of stories at all in terms of like you know you're not you're not going to go through leaps and bounds of crying and and laughing and all of that it's it's a pretty straightforward uh, easygoing uh, movie but it's it's really well done and it's it should be kind of actually in my opinion it should get the same adoration and appreciation that stuff like 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and Swiss Family Robinson does in in the line of Disney movies from this time I agree I think that they really try to give you a flavor of what life was like back then mm-hmm. it w- it was fun to see uh, if you know your American history, to see them depict people we know, yes, and and their role in the in the start of American history. On my DVD that I have, it also shows um, Walt's introduction um, to when they did the making of uh, when he did his making of mm. um, Johnny Tremaine. And then, and then that he did, of course, for the Disneyland TV series. And then they also showed Ben and Me as part of it, although that's not included in it. Yeah. You see it in the credits, and he makes reference to it. And then, and then they have when Johnny Tremaine was televised. They have the television version of it as well. It was broken up over two um, episodes, and that's in the bonus features. So I haven't watched that yet to see how they broke it up. But I, I agree. I think this is very well done. You know, it makes me wish Liberty Square, they still had the historic walk-around characters. Remember, they had Benjamin Franklin at one time walking around. And I wish they had Benjamin Franklin and, and Johnny Tremaine. That would be cool. And, you know, some other historic characters in addition to the other characters that are there now. And um, uh, I don't know. I, I, I just think that would be wonderful. Oh, yeah. And let them, let them to tell their stories because, you know, our younger generation just isn't learning the history of our country as well as they could and disney's always so good at telling stories that i think they could easily 
come up with a way of making historical characters, walk around characters, interesting and entertaining. I hear exactly what you're saying there. You're saying that you think they need to include Johnny Tremaine in great moments in history. I knew you were going to say that. No, absolutely (laughs) not. Because you know they'll have... I don't know what Muppet isn't in there. They'll have that little crab or whatever. <laughs> Pepe. Betray him, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, but this is a really good film. So, definitely you want to watch it. So, the, oh, and it is based on a book. So, mm-hmm. um, so if you're looking for summer reading for your um, youngsters, um, look up the Johnny Train book. It might be something they enjoy. So. Um, the next one is actually a television film called Johnny Shiloh, and this is from 1963. And this uh, s- stars Moochie, of course, Kevin Corcoran. And it's it's set in the Civil War era, and it is about a, a, a drummer boy who – he was sort of the mascot of this one regiment who's in the town where he lives, and he's really too young to be a real drummer boy. And then uh, the, the, the regiment is deployed to the war. And Brian Keith is in it. You're going to see a lot of people in this, some who are in other films we're going to talk about, but also people have been in other Disney films. Um, but what happens is Johnny Shiloh is sent home saying you're too young he keeps coming back and forth he, he, he instead of him of of him deserting to his home as some people did during the war he deserts his home to keep going back to the regiment and they they uh, actually um you know they finally just keep him and so and and it goes through everything this shows this shows some of the violence of war I mean, definitely a friend of his is killed, another drummer boy. And so there are other things going on in here. It ends uh, right before the Battle of Gettysburg, which is probably a good place to end <laughs> this film. And it it is it's very well done. It's a good adventure film. Um, Johnny Shiloh goes through some adventures as he sort of becomes a, a spy behind enemy lines um, to get a message off because he's small and fast they figure but um doesn't all go as planned so um it really well done uh, so I, I highly recommend this film it is available on dvd and all that so it's out there yeah, yeah. it might be on it might be on youtube I, i'm not sure i, did I have find, it on dvd yeah I, I found a version of it on youtube because i actually this was one of the ones that you recommended that i haven't seen before so i i do know the i i'm familiar with the story of of johnny clem but I, I've never, uh, I've never, I've never seen this. So this is one that I definitely have on my list that I will be watching uh, this yeah. this holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, uh, this is based on a real story, and so uh, and yeah, and his name's changed to Johnny Shiloh because he of his um, involvement in the Battle of Shiloh. Yes, exactly. So. Yeah, and he changes his middle name to Lincoln <laughs> on his own. So, um, and he names his horse Mister Lincoln. So he's definitely a patriotic little guy <laughs> in this film, <laughs> through and through. So, yeah. So, okay, the next one I think it's another one of our favorites for both of us, and that's the Great Locomotive Chase. 
And, oh, yeah. and we've, we've also talked about this in relation to a, a visit Walton Roy did to Marceline, Missouri, you know, when they were adults. So, so Greg, what, what do you like about the great locomotive chase? I, I mean, as we've talked about before on the show and we've discussed it, it's just a really fun movie. Um, it is it's nonstop thrills for me from from start to beginning and just so well done and kind of in that same sense of johnny tremaine it's just it it kind of blows my mind that it's not more well known and uh, and more appreciated in the realm of the disney live action movies so it's it's nonstop quality through and through but uh the one thing that i did kind of uh, i forgot when we were setting this up and talking about like movies that not are necessarily just set in the revolutionary time period, but you know, just help that are important and have that American spirit in it in a way. And I just, you know, with with this movie, I completely forgot the military aspect of it when uh, when we were coming up with the list for it. But it's 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 one of those ones. I, I do think the Independence Day time period that is it's a good time to watch it as long as you can you can find a copy of it, which I believe it's available again now everywhere on itunes and yeah and every place out there but it's very very exciting there's a lot of a lot of people in it that you will know immediately once you see them and it's just it's like it, it it's exciting in the time period that would have made you know it's not like the non-stop uh stupidity of a transformers movie but it's it really is one of those movies you just have to buckle up and and play it out so mm-hmm yeah, yeah, and this is a 1956. It's set in a civil war. And it, it it's interesting because it starts at the end <laughs> in in the first scene. And then and then the narrator who's one of the characters then tells the story. And this is based on a true story. Walt is on on the DVD I have, I believe they have the Walt has the introduction for when it appeared on television. And okay. it, they were painstaking in their accuracy how they tried to be accurate they used all the real names and everything and um yeah it is really exciting and it's it's it doesn't have a disney happy ending which is also interesting it doesn't but i mean the story doesn't so i'm I'm glad that they didn't try to cop out on it yeah, I am too. It's it's very frank, I think, in its depiction of how this um, worked its way, you know, through to the end. So, so really well done. Yes, it's yeah. it's got a in a sense, it's got a it's got a happy ending like the Alamo does. Yes, yes, yeah. Or if you fought on the Confederacy, for the <laughs> Confederacy, then it's a happy ending. That too. <laughs> so. All right. The next one is was new to me. So I um so I watched this recently and this is some 2002 we're back to um some animation. This is an animated anthology called Disney's American Legends. And this is direct to a uh, DVD, but what it was for the most part it was a compilation of previously released um, Disney shorts on uh, so Disney folk, well, American folklore, like Johnny Appleseed and um, uh, you know K- uh, K- um, 
oh gosh, I'm blanking out right now on who else was in it. Casey Jones. Okay. And yeah. and Paul Bunyan. And then they and they added in and the new one was by Mark Hen, who I believe is doing the the new um, Mickey Mouse shorts, you know, mm-hmm. for online in the Disney Channel. But and he did John Henry. And it was really well done. It's interesting because it looks like it's more pencil line drawings that are sort of unfinished and colored in because you can see the sketch, the artist's, um, I don't know what they call the lines, but, you know, normally they would erase them. Yeah. The lines in order to center, like the eyes and the nose and all that, those will appear in there and stuff. So it's interesting because you can see the craft of the artist in there but it's very very well done and it is um it's it's hosted by james earl jones that's his name right yes we can't remember yeah and he does an excellent job of putting everything in historical context telling if they were based on real people because many of these legends are based on real people yes he tells you their stories and has illustrations or photos of them, and and what uh, led to sort of the building of this legend around them. It, it, I think this is so well pulled off, and I I, t- I told Craig uh, I think offline last week when we were putting together our list that I think if they did this kind of they had James Earl Jones doing exactly this for Song of the South putting it in historical context and explaining what was going on when the film was made what was going on in the era that the film is set in and sort of grounding everybody in it I think it could fly on like Disney Plus Mm-hmm. Or something, because he really does a masterful job at this, and of course, he he is so well respected by people. And the voice, the voice itself, gives gravitas to whatever he says. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm actually upset that I haven't uh, I haven't seen the entire compilation of it. I haven't watched John Henry, but you know, I of course I've seen the Johnny Appleseed and Paul Bunyan and Casey Jones. I've, I've watched all of those, uh, Mm -hmm. individually on their own. So I'm, I'm a Johnny Appleseed, uh, uh, fan myself just because uh, growing up, um, going to visit my, my grandparents, they lived in a, in a small town in Ohio that every year hosts a, a Johnny Appleseed festival. So it's like that's been ingrained in me since I was a kid. But uh, in, in terms of the the classic ones, they're all fantastic. So I I, I could I could use bigger uh, treatments for all these like tall tales and legends like uh, on a regular basis. Even now, still with Disney mm-hmm. animation, it would be fun. Yeah, I agree. So definitely check this one out. I think folks, you'll like it. And then this introduces um, us to. A, a film I have not seen, but Craig has. I I own it, but I've never watched it, and that's Disney's Tall Tale. Yeah, this was uh, this was a movie from the um, mid '90s that just uh, was kind of in that you know right around that same time period where you have movies like Homeward Bound and. Um, I believe another one we uh, one we were going to talk about, but we ultimately dropped from the list. Uh, Tom and Huck, but it was they were 
you know, I, the 90s are a very strange time for, for Disney movies. Some were really good, some were really bad, and I feel like Tall Tale kind of falls in the middle of the line, but there are just so many good people in this movie that uh, that I feel like it gets elevated because of it. I mean, Patrick Swayze plays Pecos Bill in it, so um, and then a whole bunch of other actors that you would know along the way that would stick out as recognizable to you. Uh, Oliver Platt, uh, Nick Stahl, and uh, like the list just continues going on and on and on. But basically, yeah, it just um, it's it, it's a it's a fun movie that continues that that the storytelling of tall tales but just in a live action sense this is not animated at in any way shape or form so it's 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 worth a watch i would say but uh if you haven't seen it before it'll kind of give you a flashback to the 90s if you saw it way back when but it also probably won't be in your your regular repertoire of of, of movies to watch every every year around this time period so uh it's it's cheesy good fun like a lot of the movies that we we talk about from uh the you know treasures from the D- disney vault and such so mm-hmm. okay. um yeah it's definitely give it a watch oh and i forgot um uh Catherine o'hara is in it as well too so playing oh, okay. um playing calamity jane so, oh that would be fun yeah so and if you don't know <laughs> Catherine o'hara it's i mean from all of the Christopher Guest movies, the voice of Sally in Nightmare Before Christmas, the mom in Home Alone, uh, just literally everything. So she she brings a lot to the role, too. So it's mm-hmm. a good, good movie. Okay. Great. And then we're going to have another uh, break in here for a little short, and that's Little Hiawatha from 1937. And it's been a really long time since I've seen this, so I'm going to let Craig again talk about this because this is one you watch regularly yes it is uh this actually used to be back in the i at least the late 90s early 2000s back when you would go to and stay at a walt disney world resort they would actually play classic cartoons on the tv <laughs> and uh it's it, those times have uh, long come and gone and they don't they don't do that anymore at least as the last time i i stayed in one of the resorts um but yeah back in the day they used to play a, a variety of shorts and this seemed to always uh, be one of them um and i always i i think it's pronounced little hiawatha so i <laughs> i know I know I probably always screw it up or someone's going to tell me I'm wrong when I'm saying it. But basically, it's just this very cute little short of a, of a Native American boy. And so he's, you know, he's it, it seems like he's way too young to be out on his own. But for some reason, he keeps going. He has trouble uh, keeping up his pants from time to time. <laughs> so, um, you know, he, he tries tracking down like a, a grasshopper and can't even successfully do it, uh, as well as other animals along the way. Um, there's a, a very scary encounter with a bear close to the end. But uh, I'm going to going to say that he successfully makes it. Oh, out from that in a way and he he ends up being okay but uh yeah it's just it's a really sweet little uh a really sweet little cartoon and it's it's definitely uh, 
it's definitely my one of my top favorite silly symphonies. So it just it, it's one of those ones that I think stands out where it's like it's got the Disney magic that you expect in in a Disney cartoon, but um, it does that without needing any Disney characters, like like some of the other best silly symphonies that are out there. So it's it, it's very readily available anywhere you want to find. So I think it is, if I can remember correctly, it's on maybe the Blu-ray for Pocahontas. So oh, that makes um, sense. Yeah, yeah, you know, and so why not just lump it all together? So uh, <laughs> I, I believe it's on there as well too. But you can find it on on YouTube, and it's it's entertaining for sure. Okay. All right. Well, the next two, I, I, I figured we we have to lump the next two together, and and this is um, Davy Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier, from 1955. And Davy Crockett and the River Pirates in 1956. And, of course, these were originally... The Davy Crockett series was originally a television series on the old Disneyland television series. And it... If you've listened to the show or, you know, anything about Disney, you know, this was a phenomenon, a cultural phenomenon. Um, It just swept the United States you know, children buying coonskin caps and Davy Crockett rifles and and Davy Crockett was all over Disneyland. And um, so uh, it's in order to capitalize on that, because remember, not everybody had televisions also back in the day. So they would um, they were recut and, and into two feature length films. And that's what that's pretty much what's out there now readily available are the feature-length films. And uh, these are so much fun. Um, I, I love watching these. It's great. Of course, we all know the song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they begat one of my favorite attractions at Disneyland, of course, which is the Mike Fink Keelboats. Uh, King of the Wild Frontier started out first, uh, but it, the problem was Walt, of course, had no idea that how, what a phenomenon this would be. So it told the life of Davy Crockett, you know, from his days, you know, as a, you know, out in the wilderness and all that, to his rise to Congress, to the Battle of the Alamo. Well, it proved so popular. This is when Walt decided, oh yeah, let's do a sequel. The only problem was, well, if you know anything about the Battle of the Alamo, that was the end of Davy Crockett's story. So Walt thought, hmm. So King Davy Crockett and the River Pirates is really a prequel to King of the Wild Frontier in many ways. And it's his uh, it's his encounter with um, river pirates, you know, and that's where the keelboat comes in and he meets Mike Fink and they have a battle and a competition and all this kind of stuff. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I, I just, these are just the kind of movies where you just sit back and you have your popcorn and you just, they're like great summer films. Yeah, yeah, oh, 100%. So, and uh, they're both, they are both fantastic. Um, I I think I prefer King of the Wild Frontier, only mm-hmm. because I, I do like the full, uh, the full retrospective look at his life in that way, mm-hmm. but uh, River Pirates is still 
just just as incredible as well too and you know there you can say so much about fess parker as davy crockett but i i am a huge beverly hillbillies fan so i love watching <laughs> buddy ebsen too is uh, george russell in it mm-hmm. as well it's just it, it's so much fun they're so good yeah and you and you see how buddy ebsen was a song and dance man mm-hmm. too you know in these films and all that and uh yeah so and um yeah definitely watch these these are just so great and they're readily available out there and on youtube and everywhere yeah so and then then we brought one a little more modern one in you know outside of Walt's time and this is national treasure from 2004 so craig why 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 did you want this one on the list? Well, I mean, in terms of uh, bringing it with Independence Day, uh, one of the biggest uh, the biggest reasons why is because Nicolas Cage successfully steals the Declaration of, of Independence in this movie uh, because there is a secret treasure <laughs> map uh, on it that they did they did not realize that was actually on there. So uh, it's a it's a it's a fun movie though. So if you haven't mm-hmm. seen it before, basically it's Nicolas Cage is is a treasure hunter as well as his entire family but a lot of people uh, you know a lot of people in, including his father kind of look down on him for what he does but at the same time too he's he's always driven in every way it's almost like a, a modern day Indiana Jones except not um <laughs> but it, it just it, it's one of those exciting action adv- action adventure movies that you don't really uh you don't really need to to be thinking about it the entire time um it you can really just turn off your brain and enjoy the nonsense that happens in it 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 came out right around the same time that da vinci code was at its most uh popular uh it was at the height of its popularity so it has a lot of that same uh that same exact like follow the clues and figure it all out and and put the pieces of the puzzle together uh, in that way too so it's if you're familiar with the dan brown books or the the movies then you you would fit in right right well with national treasure as well too but uh it brings in definitely a lot of american history uh you know they they also go to independence hall they they have a little bit of a section uh featured around uh letters that benjamin franklin wrote as well too um it in literally it even goes in bringing in like the midnight ride of paul revere into the story as well too it just it it blends american history right around the revolutionary time period uh with with a modern day uh action adventure movie and just just a lot of fun really is i agree i i love the national treasure series all two of them yeah and i i believe the first one was the better one and I found it I found it a little disturbing how easy it was to steal the Declaration of Independence but and how they handled it throughout the film. But you know, it's you, you really can't think about it. But yeah, I, I agree when I always thought this was Disney's response to the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. And I love that kind of stuff, you know, the little codes and hidden meanings and, you know, we're the founding fathers, Masons, you know, all this kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, this is a this is just a fun, fun action film. Yeah, no, because it it makes you um, it, it makes you feel like you're 
as they're discovering new clues and moving on to the next mm-hmm. part, it doesn't feel like you're sitting back and like just watching them do it. It feels like with the way the movie is set up, it feels like you're making these discoveries right alongside with them. So it, it kind of has that that extra heightened level of fun with it. But yeah. uh, I'm uh, like, I know some people make fun of everything that Nicolas Cage does. I just it, this movie is is like him at his perfect level for me. He's mm-hmm. just a little bit crazy, but the entire story in itself is crazy. And and it's not, it, you know, it wasn't winning Academy Awards or anything, but it's just, it's really, really fun. It, it's, it was right in that time period where, you know, you had Pirates of the Caribbean coming out too, where Disney felt like it was making these movies that were just like, they were hitting the mark. And then there was other stuff like Haunted Mansion. That obviously wasn't, but <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> that's another story for another show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I I like Nicolas Cage, and this is a good cast. Um, but yeah, I I was very disappointed that they didn't continue this series, and I know they keep saying they're going to, and I think uh, they, they probably. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if they could bring it back at this point. Yeah, Maybe I've, with the right script. You know, if everyone was willing to come back, I think they could do it. I still say, uh, I've talked about it in other random stuff, I think Disney's still missing the mark by not offering like a scavenger hunt in the Magic Kingdom around Frontierland and Liberty Square that involves national treasure. Oh, so, that would be fun. I know the movies yeah. are now 15 years old, but it's it literally would just blend in perfectly. Yeah. Well, you know, they're building a Tron coaster yeah. <laughs> in Tomorrowland over some an old film. So, you know. Exactly. It didn't do well. So, yeah, why not? Yep. Agreed. <laughs> and, and I liked him in Sorcerer's Apprentice. I was the only one, apparently. But I would have liked to have seen that series continue, too. <laughs> uh, I, I liked it back then. So I've watched it a couple times since. And it's it definitely has its issues. But I liked it when it came out. What, mm-hmm. what you're saying is Nicolas Cage should be a Disney legend. Um. Well, well, over like the ladies on the View or something, <laughs> or whomever that they just sort of brought in through AB, their acquisition of ABC or 20th Century Fox. I'd put him ahead of them, but anyway. Alrighty, well, so that's it. That's sort of our lineup of films that we're going to be watching over this Fourth of July weekend. We hope you'll, uh, we hope we'll inspire you to take a look at these as well and let us know what you think and uh, are there any on your list Disney films that you watch that maybe we haven't listed here because we'd, we'd enjoy hearing about that maybe we'll add it to our list when we do a full-blown you know, episode on, on these where we go into the stories behind these films as we do for Treasures from the Disney Vault Well, you know, throughout his life, Walt Disney extolled the American dream. As a teenager, he drew patriotic cartoons about World War I for his school newspaper. He joined the American Red Cross when he was 16 and drove an ambulance in France during World War I. As a successful head of a film studio, he produced close to 68 hours of training, propaganda, and documentary films for the United States Armed Forces in support of World War II. He produced most of the cartoons, live action, and television films we mentioned in this episode that celebrated the folklore and history of the United States. 
During our celebrations this weekend, let's take the time to stop and give thanks for all those who devoted their lives, fought, and died to give us this great country. It is our responsibility to learn its history and preserve our unique democratic republic. If you're fortunate enough to be in a Disney theme park, take the time to see great moments with Mr. Lincoln if you're at Disneyland or Hall of Presidents or the American Adventure if you're at Walt Disney World. Walk over to Town Square for the flag retreat ceremony and thank the veterans and those in active duty who are committed to protecting us. If you cannot be at a Disney park, Craig, can can you put up links to the flag ceremonies in our show notes? Sure. Because I know we have them. So that would make it easy for um, for folks if they want to, you know, t- sort of virtually take part in those flag ceremonies then. So, so we wish you all a very happy Independence Day celebration. And we will, you know, we'll be back with you next week for a full episode of Connecting with Walt. Uh, because this is a bonus episode, we don't have this week in Disney history, but that will also be back next week. So Craig has Craig has time to rest his brain. <laughs> exactly. And, and, be, and be ready for yeah. next week. So, Craig, until next time, how can our listeners connect with you? Yep. Uh, as always, you can find me on all the other shows on the Dis Unplugged network of shows, and then Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Telecom. Plaster. What about you, Michael? Well, you can send me messages at michael at wdwinfo.com. Twitter, I'm at mbowling121. Facebook, I'm at Michael Bowling. Check out the one that has the Connecting as Walt page. Uh, banner, I should say. Um, Instagram, I'm Michael Bowling the Diz. And you can connect with me and Craig on Twitter at Connecting Walt. If you would like to listen to more shows on the history of Walt Disney, his studios, his Imagineers in Disneyland, check out our Disneyland podcast archives for my Disney history episodes at disunplug.com. And look for past episodes of Connecting with Walt on iTunes, where you can subscribe to our show and hopefully leave some positive reviews and ratings. Thank you for making us a part of your day. And remember, I only hope that we don't lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a man, Walt Disney, and his brother Roy. And happy birthday to the U.S. of A. Bye.